Hello and welcome to What's The Story. We're an inquisitive bunch of hosts from the What's The Story team on a mission to uncover stories about faith and courage from everyday people. And to help us do just that, we get the privilege to chat with amazing guests and delve into their faith journey, the hurdles they've overcome, and the life lessons they have learned along the way. Now, if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and sign up for our newsletter on our website, which is whatsthestorypodcast.com. It's your direct line to the latest episodes and detailed show notes, and they all get delivered straight to your inbox. And the best part, it's absolutely free. What's the Story is brought to you by Crowd Church. We understand that stepping into a traditional church might not be everybody's cup of tea. And that's where Crowd Church steps in, providing a digital sanctuary, a safe space to explore the Christian faith where you can engage in meaningful conversations rather than just simply spectating. So whether you are new to the Christian faith or are in search of a new church family, we invite you to visit us at www.crowd.church. And if you've got any questions, just drop us an email at hello at crowd.church. We're here to help and would genuinely love to connect with you. And now, without further ado, let's meet your host and our very special guest for today. So today we are excited to introduce to you Krista uh, Spayeth, the heart and soul behind Krista Joy Ministries. It was on a typical day in 2022 when Krista, in the stillness of a little prayer cabin known as Whisper, felt a stirring call from God, prompting her to pen down a seven-week devotional called Powerful Whispers. And I have a copy and it is wonderful, let me tell you. Uh, and from that moment, Krista's heart became tuned in to hear more of God's whispers, guiding her to a renewed sense of purpose to bring healing, comfort, and share the unfathomable love of Christ. Now, Krista is not just a regular wife, mother of two, or a successful businesswoman. Oh no, she is ignited with a burning passion to walk in the rhythm of God's plan each and every day. Back in 2022, she took a bold step, bidding goodbye to her long-standing career as a registered dietitian at a high-profile food manufacturing company. And it wasn't an easy step, let me tell you, but it was a step of faith, one that led her closer to the purpose God had for her, which is basically to encourage others through Christ. Krista, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm so wonderful, Matt. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. Um, I'm sorry, like, oh. A little frog in my throat, but I'm <laughs> to be here today and um, chat with you and um, all your lovely listeners. Yeah, no, it's great to have you. It is great to have you. And it's funny, isn't it, when your voice does that and it does that, uh, you, you sort of been sat there and, you, and then your voice just goes funny because you've been quite, we were chatting before we hit the record button uh, anyway. and so, uh, discussing whether or not, um, you know, <laughs> whether or not there's going to be a few curveballs in the conversation that's about to happen. Uh, but uh, hopefully not. Now, whereabouts in the world are you at the moment, Krista? So uh, I'm in Minnesota in the United States, so smack dab in the middle of the United States, the northern part. We have a lot of snow up here, but hey, it's the middle of summer right now. Beautiful. Love the sun. 
Mm-hmm. And it, we have a lot of lakes here, so it is a pretty state. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very pretty part of the world, isn't it? But um, is is it crazy heat for you at the moment, like it is here in the UK? This week is pretty hot. I think it's in I don't know, maybe the nineties every day this week. It's well, it's unusual for us, yeah. especially. Yeah, yeah, it was same in England. But we're, we're just everyone's looking at the sky every day, going, "My goodness, what's going on here?" Uh, now, uh, in two thousand and twenty-two, I think it was said in the in the bio, didn't it? Uh, was when uh, when you sort of stopped your life as a registered dietitian and you decided to sort of go into what Christians like to call full-time ministry, um, and you started your your ministry. But bef- before we get into that, what was life like as a registered dietitian? I'm kind of curious to know what 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 the day-to-day was because you were a registered dietitian for a while right yes um i was i had two different corporate jobs in my life um but for 24 years i was at a large food manufacturing company really an unusual role for dietitians i got to work in the test kitchen so you got to work in the a test kitchen so a test kitchen sorry yeah yeah it's you know basically i got paid to eat we it really wasn't a lovely job. I uh, I had a lovely team. There was chefs that worked in the kitchen and all sorts of culinary foodies. So my specialty was focusing on cheese. So I worked with K-12 schools around the country and we developed recipes using yummy cheese. And oh, wow. Delightful. Wow. That sounds almost like the ideal job, just cheese just trying different cheeses from around the world and different crackers and biscuits that you could do that oh so the extra fun part is my counterparts worked with butter and so i know this is bad but i do have a big sweet tooth as a dietitian so they would make cookies (laughs) at like nine o'clock in the morning and brownies and it was it was hard you know yeah so i I didn't usually pass them up either (laughs) (laughs) how to take a nibble or two yeah, why would you not, right? When there's uh, when there's that much on the plate, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm totally with you. So, how long were you a dietitian for? Uh, Twenty six years. Wow. I had a position, yes, as dietex. I took the route of food service. So, for dietitians, half of the dietitian go in clinical and work at like clinics and hospitals, and the other half of the dietitians go in food service. And food was my passion from the beginning so it just made perfect sense to go down this route and yeah um, i love to play in the kitchen no doubt i like to play in my barbecue pit uh i i'm not a kitchen fan i have an outdoor kitchen with a barbecue and i love prepping and cooking food in that but inside i don't know what it i don't know what if it's a, it must be a mental thing i'm just not a fan at all well i do leave the grilling at home to my husband so, <laughs> Can someone explain to me how that works? Men just need fire, apparently, to cook. Gas is, is not enough or electricity. No, we need fire. Uh, <laughs> well, what was the, um, I, I just, I love the fact I'm talking to a dietitian. So I'm just going to riff off this for a little minute, Christopher, if that's okay. What, what are some of the most surprising things about food that you discovered as a dietitian um, that maybe we don't think about, certainly in the West when it comes to our food? Oh, oh, that's a big question. I don't even know how to answer that. What do we what do we think about? 
I don't know what the rest of the world doesn't think about because I think about food a lot. So, uh, <laughs> well, how about this? I am finding that many people don't realize how easy it is to put a meal together. Mm. Oh, there's barriers. Like you're saying, you're like, you're really comfortable out at the grill mm-hmm. and not so much in the kitchen. So, what I've been doing, so I have two boys, 18 and 22. My 22-year-old is an amazing baker and is not afraid of getting dirty in the kitchen and makes, you know, amazing steaks and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of lovely things. Whereas my younger son was always like, oh, you guys do the kitchen. I'll mm-hmm. just... <clears throat> so now that he's going to be <clears throat> moving away, I'm like, okay, we need to build up some skills so you don't eat out for every meal or just have cheese quesadillas. So showing him really how simple it is to put a few mm. ingredients together and voila, you have an amazing simple dish. Yeah. That tastes- yeah. I, and I, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's probably not until uh, I'm, I've just turned 50 uh, and it probably wasn't until in my, I guess, 30s, mid 30s, early 40s that I really started to get interested in grilling. Um, and so I managed to escape most of my life without really being interested in, in cooking. So uh, I fully empathize with your younger son. Um, what's interesting to me, actually, is I'm, I'm actually at the time of recording, I'm prepping a talk, which we're going to do in the church on breaking bread together, the, this idea of a shared meal. And um, eating together as a family is one of those things we're doing less and less as a society. Um, but it has the most profound thing. It's the most profound impact on our on our relationships, and it seems to be very biblical. You know, Jesus seems to have a lot of meals with a lot of people. Um, and I've really, I've, out of a, I've done, I do a lot of talks when you pastor a church, but this particular talk is probably one of the most interesting ones that I've done for a while, if I'm honest with you. And I don't know if it's because it's around food again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So interesting, you mentioned that because my younger son, who does tend to be more introverted like me, he actually said this last year how much he appreciates that we have family dinner together. Mm. And he's realizing the older that he gets, how rare that is Uh, among his friend group. He said, like, they just go and sit and watch TV while they're eating or go Mm. in their bedroom and they're not even together. But he values, like, the conversation, like, how was your day? Yeah. And, you know, nothing super deep and philosophical, but just talking about life. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's inter- There's a scientific study I've discovered here, Krista, uh, which tells me that um, you are 30% less likely to get divorced if you sit down and have a family meal around the table with no screen. So not in front of the TV, not with mobile phones at the table, but just sitting and having a conversation. There is a 30% chance or a 30% reduction in the divorce rate, uh, which is quite an interesting stat when you think about it. I mean, it's quite a significant number. That is significant. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love the fact I love the fact your son's picked up on it as well. I just like I just like sitting around talking. It's just it's it's yeah. wonderful, actually. It's wonderful. And yeah, well, it brought it to my eyes like, oh, I'm glad I, you I, noticed and you care. I bet it did. I bet it did. Fantastic. So um I mean as much as I'd love to spend the whole time talking about food, I feel like we should probably move on a little bit. Um so let's just give the audience a little bit of a, a backstory to, to yourself. What was your Christian journey? How did you become a Christian or did, were you sort of born a Christian? 
I do feel like I was born a Christian. I was raised in a Christian home. Both of my parents went to Bible school. So talking about God um, and Jesus was just part of our everyday life. I did give my um, heart to Jesus at the age of four. So very mm -hmm. young, I was able to go to a, a small private Christian school all the way up till graduation. So I was very um, immersed in my, my dad was in full-time ministry and he had a lot of his friends were missionaries around the world. So uh, yeah, being, being a Christian was really part of my upbringing. Mm. So you, you, you sort of, you, you grew up uh, as a Christian, but then something happened um, sort of around the COVID time from memory. Yes, that's so true. So it, um, it's kind of amazing to me, and I am kind of shocked to say this too, that um, you know, being a Christian and being with Christians my whole entire life and not knowing until 2020 that God actually speaks to Christians, to every Christian, if you are mm. willing to pause and listen, um, it was mind-blowing. And I was like, mm. why, why didn't I know that? I thought that pastors would hear from God, missionaries maybe, but like an ordinary person like me, I didn't know that. As much as I memorized the Bible before, mm. I hadn't let it sink in to be that I am worthy to hear God and know him so much more than I had before. That's super powerful, isn't it? I mean, it, it, to go that far in your Christian journey and to not know that, um, it's quite an extraordinary thing, isn't it? To, you know, you kind of go, oh my goodness. Um, uh, you know, sort of fundamental, I suppose, to a relationship is communication, isn't it? And so the, 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 it, 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 it is fascinating. And I, I do remember myself, you know, that sort of phase where you go, actually, no, I can, I can recognize when God's speaking. Um, it's not always the same way. There's like 25 different thousand ways it seems that God likes to talk. Um, but I can recognize when the Holy Spirit is trying to say something. So what happened in 2022 then? Why, why, what was the event that caused this um, Damascus Road experience, for want of a better expression? So it was really in 2020 when the world was shut down that I ran after Jesus way more than I ever had before. So I didn't have mm. a commute. It was 45 minutes that I saved in the morning. So I mm. decided to dedicate that time to Jesus and to praying and, and reading the Bible way more. It was not a check the box, I, you know, task to do truly. Yeah. So much of it was like fear, like what is going on? This is, you know, this is crazy stuff that's happening all around the world. So through my journey of 2020, I, I continue to seek after, like, okay, God, I know that there's more that you have for me. What is that? So I, not only did I read the Bible more, I intentionally joined small groups. I don't know if that's a term that's outside yeah. the United States. Yeah. Like uh, online Bible studies and mm. were to know more people that were also hearing from God and had that wonderful community of other believers that were running after Jesus together. And my faith grew, hearing mm. their testimonies and, and praying with them. 
And so throughout 2020 and 2021, God just started speaking to me in all sorts of new ways. I mean, really, again, for the first time that I had paid attention that that was him and not just, you know, yeah, thinking it was me making things up in my head. So it was October of 2021 that the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and he said to help the hurting. It was so powerful. It, my whole body was shaking. I, I knew it was from the Lord. And I also knew that it was, okay, now is my time to leave my corporate job. It was truly something that I had desired for probably five years that I, mm. I wanted to do something more for God. I mean, my parents were both in ministry. Mm. And so it, was, it just seemed like, okay, I want to do more. So it was my heart's desire to do something else. And I knew that was the right time and day. So that day I gave my notice um, and gave a two plus months notice, hired some on my replacement and um, stepped out on my own in January of 2022 to start my full-time ministry. But I didn't know what I was going to do when I left my job. Okay. I also just had this knowing Mm. that I wasn't going to know until I left. Mm. So I was, it was a huge leap of faith and I was scared. Really, my stomach was in knots going, did I hear God right? This is crazy. Yeah. Does it make sense to the world? But I knew, and it was the day after I left my job that I had peace. Mm. It was wonderful. <laughs> but I mean, it is. I mean, there's a lot there, Krista, and, 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 and let's uh, dig into that a little bit because um, you, a couple of things that you mentioned. One was um, was this, the the fact that you were scared. Had you misheard God? Had you heard God right? Um, because I think that's something that every Christian struggles with, right? It's something that we all go through. Is like, God, have I heard you right here? I feel like I'm taking a big risk, or something is happening that is not quite in line with what I feel like you've told me. Um, so have I, am I crazy or did I hear right in the first place? So how did you, how did you wrestle with those questions and how do you still wrestle with them? I suppose. That's a great question. Did a lot of praying. It was wonderful that my husband is a Christian as well. And he hears from God in a different way than I do. But he also had this knowing like this was the right time. So to mm. have the support, the physical support that he believed in what I heard from God. And of course, mm. what he heard from God is like, okay, yes, this is scary, but it's the right thing to do. Uh, I leaned a lot on my girlfriends who were great prayer supporters. And, um, and truly, there was many, many moments in those eight and a half weeks where I'm like, okay, maybe I should say I'm going to stay. I mean, it was scary. I, <laughs> I was the breadwinner. Mm. So it was a, um, extra big leap of, of faith, but, um, I continued to believe what I had heard. And I had taken notes over two years of what I had heard God speaking to my heart. So I knew that I knew that I knew that this is what God wanted me to do. Yeah. And that's, I think that's so wise in the sense that it, this, it doesn't sound like it was a rash decision or a rush decision. I mean, it's, when you tell the story, it's like I heard God and then I quit my job. But actually, there's, there's, there's an intervening period and there's a history here. 
Absolutely. Which, um, which seems because, uh, you know, quite often Christians, uh, myself included, uh, Krista, it has to be said, feel like we've heard God and we just want to charge at a thousand miles an hour at what we've just heard. And actually, sometimes it's quite handy just to not do that um, yep. and just spend a little bit of time weighing it up, praying, see what God says. Um, but I love the fact that you and your husband were committed to this together. You know, that that's always a good sign. Um, I tend to think that if Sharon, my wife, and I aren't agreed on something, um, then, you know, that it, it, we, we have to get that agreement, I think, before stepping out um, uh, in whatever form. And we've always managed to do that in our, in our marriage, you know, which has been, is, is, has been fantastic and helpful and wonderful that we managed to do that. Um, so what, what does, um, what was the conversation like with your husband then when you said to him, I feel God's telling me to quit my job and go full-time ministry. And especially if you are the breadwinner, I mean, how did that conversation go? So I had been prepping my husband. I really did know back in January of 2020 that my time at my job was coming to an end. I still didn't know what I was going to do. So it was really, it was a conversation over the course of two years. So sure. he might not have been prepared like today is the day. Like, uh, so it wasn't a complete shock to him. He, uh, he had been along the journey. It, it, it was a little abrupt, but, uh, truly, uh, as we were praying together, he's like, okay, this, this is right. This mm. is the right time. So, um, so how did you guys, how did you guys prepare? So for, for two years, you, you've kind of sensed what God was saying. Which I think is 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 an interesting time for preparation, isn't it? And 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 um and and seeing what God's saying there. But so how did you guys prepare? I mean, both spiritually and practically, what were some of the things that you did? It was even before two years, be- more than two years, that we really were financially making different decisions. We were mm. not truly. <laughs> For probably the first 15 years of our marriage, we didn't necessarily keep track of how our finances were. It's like, yeah, everything's mm. fine. There was no worries. But mm. when we decided to make strategic moves with our savings um, and not spending money on frivolous things, uh, I really believe that the Lord was faithful with how we were spending our money. That um, So we were set up for success that I wasn't going to have income. And so here we are a year and a half later that um, God's blessed us in, in mm. ways and we spend still spend differently and, and live simply. Mm. And so it works. <laughs> it works. So part of your preparation then was obviously adjusting your finance. I mean, it sounds like you'd been doing that for a while before. Um, because so obviously there's a fina- financial preparation, um, and that again seems very wise, Krista. Because again, I know a bunch of people who just live at a hundred miles an hour, feel like God's called them to a mission field. They live up to a hundred miles an hour, you know, even in the so God calls them today, and it's two years before they go, and so those, those two years they're still living at a hundred miles an hour. They stop and they expect God to be able to just provide everything in an instant, so they can carry on living at a hundred miles an hour. And I, I find quite often there's sometimes it happens, but rarely, you know, and it's, it leads to more disappointment. Um, so you, you financially, you, uh, were prepared for that 
um, changing career. What what other preparations did you make? Well, I truly thought that I was going to take another job and be an international dietitian. That was something that I had desired to do. So mm. in my head, I truly thought I was going to leave in January and I was going to move maybe internationally. Now, my husband kept saying, not right away. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't all in with leaving fully, but um, so we were not thinking that we were we weren't thinking that I wasn't going to have like another job. I didn't know in January of last year that I was going to start my own ministry. I, mm. again, I thought I was going to work for another company and that maybe I'd work in the United States and um, help with my nutrition information and, and work from afar until my husband retired. So, therefore, it, it was the shock that, oh, no, I'm not going to be leaving and doing this international nutrition. I'm actually going to ask God, what do you want me to do? Mm. And not, here's my desire. So it, that was the first time in my life that I laid down my plans and like, okay, what do you want for today, for this week, for, for this next month? Mm. And so that's when God started saying, I want you to write. And I thought, okay, I'll, you know, I'll write my journal, maybe a blog. I had no idea that I was going to write a book because that was not any, um, I didn't know how to write. I didn't hmm. feel like I ever was going to be an author. But when God leads you to something, he's going to show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I find it fascinating because um, I'm as you're talking, I'm reminded of the story of Abraham where God says to Abraham, go, and Abraham it's like, he's all right, and he goes, but he doesn't know where he's going. Uh, and he doesn't know what's going to happen on the journey. He just knows he needs to go. And um, and that, I think, is probably the most scary place to be sometimes, you know, because you just don't know. And what I find fascinating here is that you then say, God, what, you know, what do you want me to do today? Let me just surrender all my plans to you. Did you find that, um, I'm imagining a mixture of both scary and freeing all at the same time? It was, but I, I still did have this thought of, okay, God, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to get it done really fast because you're, you've given me what you need me to write. And then I'm going to like be an international dietitian, right? <laughs> I'm a little slow. And truly, I had maybe about April of last year, I had applied for my dream job. It was a company that my whole family loved, a ministry. and. We, I was in talks with them, and I did not have any peace. Mm. And I knew in that moment, giving up what my what my dream job was of what I thought that I should do for God. Um, once I said no, I haven't looked for anything since. Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue to seek what you want me to do today, and that. Uh, it's not easy, but God is so faithful and he keeps bringing these people in my path. It's like, okay, I'm making the right decisions. I'm, I'm, I'm following God's path and I'm getting great confirmations from others. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful stuff. So now you have been um, in this ministry just over a year. 
uh, if my maths is correct. Uh, which You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard work, maths, isn't it? Um, so, <laughs> uh, so you've been in it just over a year. How, how is sort of where you are now it seems to be not where you anticipated you'd be this time last year, right? Um, okay. But so how is it all going? Um, a, a year into it, I mean, uh, where are you at, sort of emotionally, um, you know, spiritually? Where, where, where's life at for you right now? I was just reflecting on that this morning. This week in particular has been kind of off the charts. Like, wow, God, this is so amazing. Today is my one year anniversary from actually being on social media, so it was kind of a little happy dance over here, but. Um, so I have um, written two books already. Um, the second book hasn't been launched yet. I've started writing my third book. And I'm going to be a podcaster, which launches next month. And oh, congratulations. Yeah. All super scary stuff for me. Mm -hmm. um, as a very quiet introvert, I was actually fighting God, especially in the podcasting, like, not sure about this God because again I'm I'm so quiet I just didn't feel like that was what I should be doing but God kept prompting me and like you have a unique voice Krista you need to share um you know God's love to others in my unique way so in this week I had some wonderful articles that have been published in some magazines which is just such a joy um and so it's just an exciting week, and then I get to be with you and and speaking. So I'm thrilled. Yeah, no, the pinnacle of your week, no doubt. Um, being on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so I, the thing that I love here, Crystal, as you're talking, is um, it seems like uh, God has taken you. Uh, you know, the sort of uh, I don't know if I'd use the word shy, but quiet, uh, introverted. Um, lady and said, right, now's the time to use your voice. And you're like, dude, I, what are you talking about? Because I, 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 that's what extroverts do. I don't have this voice. And God's going, no, 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 I, I, I want you to start talking. Um, and that phrase, you know, he, the, the sort of the wisdom of this world is a foolishness to God and, and vice versa and all that sort of stuff. And I, I find it's quite remarkable and I find it's quite lovely, actually, that um, here you are on a podcast, you're launching a podcast, you've written two books, almost on your third, um, a self-proclaimed introvert. And um, I imagine you're doing uh, the rounds, going onto various different people's podcasts, sort of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Um, yes. Slightly concerned about the questions that are going to come up from crazy people like me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but where but you're still doing it nonetheless, which I think is remarkable. So tell me about um, Whispers, Powerful Whispers, which was your first book. Tell us a little bit about the devotional. Yes. So this devotional was really downloaded to me by the Lord, and he wanted me to share with those that are Christians or even seekers of like, who is God? But to share um, the fact that God loves you. And he knows you. He chose you to be here in this earth at this time. And he wanted me to share just his peace um, and also his wonderful special whispers just to show each person how special they are to God. Fantastic. 
And uh, you seem to have got some quite good reviews uh, on Amazon. I don't know if you check the reviews on Amazon. Um, of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all very, very good reviews uh, written by people, which uh, is, um, is, is nice. It is so nice and truly incredibly honored. I, you know, not knowing anything about being an author and how hard it is. Like, I knew that God wanted me to do this, but actually, like, I have to go and promote this book get, so, yeah, and be on podcasts and talk about it. That um, I didn't know that was part of the package deal. But yes, I'm so thankful that those that have read this devotional have been so impacted. And I love to get notes from people that reach out to me on social media and say that um, the message in there resonates with them. And my favorite comments have been from these people who are like, wow, thank you. Now I know Jesus on a whole new um, special kind of intimate level um, that I didn't know was possible before. And that just warms my heart. And that is my heart, you know, really my heart's desire that people know God so much more than they have before. Yeah, it's it's great. It's wonderful, isn't it? And there's, I mean, I, you know, I I run the church, Crowd Church, and we put a lot of time and energy into the stuff that goes out. And we do it not because we get paid for it. In fact, none of us get paid for it, but that's a different story. But um, we do it because, like you, we just want, we want ourselves to find a deeper relationship with Christ. And we want others to sort of experience the joy of, and the wonderfulness of that. And um, I think if you're outside the church, that can be a little bit hard to understand. Uh, mm -hmm. But once you have a revelation or an encounter with God, it is it is hard just to not do anything with that, right? You you kind of like, well, no, this is this is this is Eden. This is the way it was meant to be, and so surely, uh, and so when God gives you that call to go and share that with people, it's, that actually becomes a reward in itself, isn't it? It's the fact that you you get these stories of people who have connected with God from all over the world as a result of God working through you. And you're like, man, this is amazing. Yeah, it is so amazing. And it's like, let alone quiet me here, God is using to impact people so greatly. And I am really honored that um, God chose me and thrilled that I listened to him and stepped forward into this crazy yes. Mm. That's fantastic. So, Krista, let me ask you a question I like to ask all my guests uh, on the podcast. And that is, if you had uh, only one opportunity to preach one sermon based on what God has taught you so far in life, you could only write one more book with one message, and that was it, what would it be? God, God sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. He wants you to know him today mm. that's powerful why so why that simple. yeah it's very short and simple but why 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 that message why has that resonated with you so much i have found so many people that don't know that god loves them and knows them and, and really and sees them um they feel really unseen mm. and maybe they've had really tough struggles in this world and they're like you know why why god this you know you can't love me if i have these struggles but 
Satan's in this world. He's mm. the reason there's awful struggles, but God sees them and knows them and wants them to run towards him and find peace and comfort in him. So would you say that this is something that you have understood yourself more deeply the last couple of years, or is this something that's resonated with you maybe your whole life? More so the last few years. Um, I, I knew that God loved me, but I didn't know to the extent that he loved me before mm. and how he uh, understands all that I'm going through. I, I didn't spend time to sit and, and think about it. I just, again, was just, okay, I have my five minutes of devotional time, and that, that's not enough time to get to know mm. God thinks about me. And so, yes, the last three years, it's um, been incredible. I'm usually sitting in this chair as I'm writing and listening to God and usually crying. Like, wow, that's amazing, God. I'm overwhelmed with his love, and it's, mm. it's so special, and I want others to know uh, that they can have um, feel his love and his peace, mm. too. Wow, that's a, a great place to sort of uh, bring that to. Tell me quickly, um, Krista, what's the next book that's due to come out? The next one is very different. It's going to be focused on moms. It oh, is well. a journal. Uh, it's a guided prayer journal to help Etsy moms um, be able to spend just seven minutes a day and um, l reading scriptures and journaling what they're hearing from God. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So, and what's that? Art you have young ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I find a lot of the times it's seasons, isn't it? You go through seasons, and so life is a very different season when you have young kids. And you just have to remind yourself, this is a season, and at some point, things will change. You know, my kids are now, um, two of the my three kids are at university. Um, and so life is in a very different place than it was when they were young. Um, and I, I just had to keep reminding myself, uh, just, <laughs> you just need to get through it. Do what you can now, and, and let's see, see what happens, right? Um, Krista, listen, if people want to find out more about you, find out more about the book, get a hold of the book, what's the best way for people to do that? Yes. Well, I would love to connect with everyone. Um, one way is on my website where you can sign up for my newsletter. Um, I'm also on social media. So Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Twitter once in a while. <laughs> um, so I'm at Krista Joy Ministries on all of those platforms and if you go to my website, you can find out to receive a free five-day journal. Um, I have two, actually, a five-day journal on having peace in the Lord, with the Lord and joy in the Lord. Oh, fantastic. And they're at ChristaJoyMinistries.com? That's correct. Very good. That was a good guess on my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so you can get a hold of those free five-day journals at ChristaJoyMinistries.com. You can obviously also connect with Krista via the website or via social media links. As she said, Krista Joy Ministries, wherever you get social media links from, but just probably try Instagram. One of the things I remember from our, our earlier conversations, Krista, um, was that um, you said that you spent hours preparing for a 40-second Instagram live and then spent three hours crying afterwards. Uh, and this was a huge challenge for you. 
Uh, how's that going uh, in the Instagram sphere? So much better. I'm thrilled that I don't sit and cry for three hours after doing a little 40 second clip. Um, I can now go, I, I don't usually do lives. I do little clips that are recorded, but I don't cry anymore. <laughs> God, Fantastic. some like, hey, I now know that God's given me this message. So I'm, God's given me confidence to, to say what is on his heart and mind. And mm. so uh, I do it more boldly every day. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Krista, thank you so much for coming on to the What's the Story podcast. It's been great to um, just hear your story. And it's just lovely. And I'm so grateful for what God's doing in your life. Um, thank you for sending me your book, by the way, which I've enjoyed. Mm. It's, been, it's been great. And um, I, yeah, I it goes well you know, with the second book and, and, and that sees all the plaudits it should get. But um, keep going uh, would be my encouragement. Uh, keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and see what God does. But thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciated chatting with you today. No problem. Thank you. And just like that, we have reached the end of another fascinating conversation. Now, remember to check out Crowd Church at www.crowd.church, even if you might not see the point of church. You see, we are a digital church on a quest to discover how Jesus can help us live a more meaningful life. We are a community, a space to explore the Christian faith and a place where you can contribute and grow. And you are welcome at Crowd Church. Don't forget to subscribe to the What's the Story podcast on your favorite podcast app because we've got a treasure trove of inspiring stories coming your way and we would basically hate for you to miss any of them. And just in case no one has told you yet today, remember, you are awesome. Yes, you are. Created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. What's the Story is a production of Crowd Church. Our fantastic team, including Anna Kettle, Sadaf Bainon, and me, Matt Edmondson, uh, and Tanya Hutzelak, work behind the scenes tirelessly to bring you all these fabulous stories. Our theme song is a creative work of Josh Edmondson. And if you're interested in the transcript or show notes, head over to our website, whatsthestorypodcast.com. And whilst you're there, sign up for our free weekly newsletter to get all of this goodness delivered straight to your inbox. So that's it from all of us this week here at What's the Story. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now.